Thank you, Gord. Good morning, everyone. Nice to see everybody here this morning and those that are joining online as well. Well, 1 Peter 2.9 says, one of my favorite verses in the King James, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Christians are peculiar people. And this morning we're doing one of those peculiar things. We put people underwater and then bring them back up again. And a lot of people might wonder, why do you do that? And uh, especially those who may be joining online for the first time. This is unusual. I don't usually see this. This is peculiar. Well, that word has been more kindly translated in later translations as a chosen people. Not only are we peculiar, but we are chosen in our peculiarity. And uh, so baptism is just one of those peculiar things that we do. And we have a command from Jesus that's given to us as to why we baptize. He says in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, every Christian knows the great commission that Jesus left his disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so Jesus says, go and make disciples. And when someone has become a disciple, then you baptize them. And so this is something that we do. We make disciples, those who choose to trust and to follow Jesus and to make him their Lord and to trust him for his righteousness and not their own. And after they've become a disciple, they get baptized, just as Jesus told us. And the disciples immediately put this into practice. If you look in uh, the first sermon really preached after Jesus transcended, uh, Peter speaks in Acts to the people in Jerusalem. And it says in Acts 2, 37 to 39, he says, Now when they heard this, the preaching of Peter, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children And for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So this baptism that we do is something that Jesus commanded, that the apostles put into practice. And it is something that is a sign of the promise that we are chosen by God, that he has put his grace and his mercy upon us through Jesus Christ. And so water baptism of this sort is intended for those people who have put their trust in Christ. They have the saving benefit of Christ. We're not saved through baptism, but it's more than just a symbol. Just like communion is more than just a meal, baptism is more than just a ritual. It's more than just a symbol. It is a means by which God intends to strengthen and to impart a strong sense of grace and mercy and belonging to his chosen people. And so we have uh, three women this morning who have now chosen to take this step of obedience and who desire to have this means of grace on their behalf. And so we're going to have uh, Mel Pyle and Janice Prins and Emmy Lester. They're going to come up, and this is the way it's sort of going to happen. They're going to, uh, in that order, share their testimony. A big part of baptism is hearing the story of the journey of somebody coming to trust in Jesus Christ. And it's a vulnerable moment. It's a moment when they get to share. This is when Christ came to me quite often, as all you Christians know, at our weakest point, at the point when we had nothing left. We were bankrupt. We realized we weren't going to do this on our own. We had fought God our whole life, and finally we just lay down the sword, give up, let him take control. We thought we had everything that we needed, and we get to a point where we realize there's nothing in our bank account. We're bankrupt. We got nothing. God's got it all. And so these testimonies are important for us to hear because everyone is just like us. And in each of these testimonies, we'll hear bits of ourselves. And if you don't know Jesus yet, you may say, wow, this person is just like me, and they found hope that I need. So these testimonies are important. So we're going to listen to their testimonies, 
And then uh, for each of them, there will be a time when someone may pray, they may share a Bible verse, uh, they may just share an encouragement, and there'll be a microphone for you if you want to do that. You're welcome to participate in that. Um, And then after they've given their testimonies and we've had those moments of encouragement, then they're going to come back and we'll just baptize all three of them in a row. So that's what's going to happen. And uh, then I'll just close at the end with a little more information on baptism and things like that. But this is exciting to be able to hear uh, these women and their stories. So Mel, if you want to come up and uh, we'll get you the microphone. And you're going to stand over here because that's where I originally planned it and then changed it. So you're going to stand right here, and I'll give you mic two. Because mic two will reach. Hello. <laughs> I have spent a very long time putting this off for a few different reasons. Um, but one of the biggest ones is that I didn't feel like my story was good enough. And that I don't have a big redemption story, so I didn't feel ready to get up and be baptized. So because I grew up in the church and I went to a Christian school and my parents raised me in faith and from very early on I believed in Jesus and I don't remember a time before that. And I don't have a defining moment of when my life changed and turned and like you're saying I came to God. So because of that I spent a long time avoiding this. And uh, in saying that, I'm definitely not perfect, and I have uh, definitely made decisions that aren't honoring to God and made mistakes, but I've always believed and known in that, that his grace is there, and I have felt, um, yeah, just that there was never a perfect time to do it, even though people kept telling me to do it and pestering me about it, and part of me just didn't want to do it because of that as well. Even, even though there were reasons I agreed with when they were telling me to do it. After, so after finishing school my, and my dad passing away the same year when I was 17, I decided to come to Canada to do a leadership program at Madiba for 10 months where I met my husband Jamie and a bunch of you guys and then ended up staying. We got married and we now have two kids who I am very excited to raise in a, the same way that my parents raised me. Um, yeah, so when I stop and think about all these things and took a moment to, to think about why I was avoiding all of this, um, I thought about a testimony of being close to God and gradually gr- growing closer to him and how that actually brings honor to him. And a testimony of godly parents and teachers and leaders and mentors and how that brings glory and should never be something to be ashamed of. And I thought about how God shows his grace in my life every day through my learning, through learning, which is just as powerful as if I were to grow far away from him and then come back. And I also thought about how there will never be a perfect time or that the time is always perfect to get baptized and that it's just another step of obedience to him. And so I am here. Christian home and you have spiritual mothers and fathers around you and you just grow up knowing the presence of God, that's fantastic. That's what we aim for here at Lakeside is that our kids will never experience that time when they didn't know that God was there for them. Is there any who would have a prayer or a Bible verse that they would like to share with Mel? She's probably got lots of friends here. Or just an encouraging word. Her mom's here, of course, so she wants to say something. (laughs) Another good reason this is good timing. (laughs) Hi. Um, Melissa, thank you for waiting till I was here. Um, Since you were... Yeah, you can take that. Okay. (laughs) Since you were four, um, when you gave your heart to the Lord first... um, we had no fears about your journey. Um, and I can't remember whether you were about 
eight, between eight and ten, I think, we were driving back from holiday one day, and you had been asleep in the car in the back, and all of a sudden, it was, it was so quiet, we were just driving, and all of a sudden, this voice came from the back, um, how old do you have to be before you're baptised? <laughs> and we just looked at each other and thought, hmm, <laughs> what do you say to a small child? Um, so we had no fears that you had already made this decision right back then. Um, we did answer you and said maybe we'll talk about it when we get home, <laughs> give us some time to think. Um, also, on that journey, you picked out the song you were going to have and the person that was going to sing it. I don't know if you remember that, but um, I just want to say thank you to the music team who or whoever orchestrated the music today. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I've just got a couple of verses for you. Um, one I found last year, and it was um, a paraphrase by your father of, Mer- um, of um, Matthew 14, 27, um, which is about courage. And I think when I've been thinking about you over the last day or so in this point of time, courage has been the word that has come forward for me, for you, um, for the future. And this is what he had written. Um, Take courage, I am here. You will never go where Jesus um, cannot reach you. Um, Look over your shoulder, that's Jesus behind you. Look into the storm, that's him walking towards you. Um, And I'll give you that because there's a wee bit more to it. Um, The verse that I would give you from myself is from Isaiah 45, verse 2 and 3. I will go before you and I will lead and I will level the, mount, level the mountain. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Anybody else have a verse or a word of encouragement? Oh, there's one over here. We'll get you the mic so that it's... We'll be right there in a minute. It's uh, such oh. a thrill. Uh, both <laughs> both is I have opportunity to be in leadership here at Lakeside and also at Mediba. And uh, what a blessing to see you here doing this. And uh, as you were speaking, I was reminded of uh, Joshua. And I just want to read from verse 24 and... Just a couple of thoughts here. He says in verse 14, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. And you have shared before all of us, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And uh, it's thrilling uh, to me and all of us to see young adults, young families going forward, serving the Lord, and uh, what a blessing to... uh, be a part of this, be a part of your life and your family's life. And so uh, God bless you as you uh, do this. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Hey, Mal, Graham and I are so proud of you and of Jamie and your little family. It's been an honor getting to know you and to sort of be friends and mentors. And uh, this is just a huge, huge moment. And Um, I'm proud of you. I'm nervous doing this, and you did that, so good job. Um, I just think about that first statement that you made, and it's something we've talked about lots, about not being good enough, and that's just a lie from the pit of hell. Um, And so just in sort of the work that you're doing in transforming your mind right now, I just want to encourage you with Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus. And so that's my prayer for you. And I know you can do it, and you're amazing, and I'm so proud of you. 
There we go. Thanks for running across the room. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, yeah, thank you for leading the family the, the way that you do and um, just by your example. And, yeah, we just thank you that, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just great to see you up there and taking this step of courage and, like your mom said, and, yeah, I admire your faith. And, uh, yeah, I love you. <laughs> Sorry, there's one more. You can go get ready. Oh, no, there's more. Oh. Sorry, Pastor Paul, I had to get into. <laughs> Mel, um, I would just like to say on behalf of my whole family and Jamie's whole family that we just love having you a part of our lives. You have spoken so much wisdom and truth into our lives already, and just this step is going to be such an example to all the nieces and nephews as well, and um, even to us, and I'm just so excited to see you do it. Um, and just know I'm praying for you, know I love you, and I just appreciate your words into my life as well. And so this is such a cool thing to watch you do. I'm cutting you off now because we got two more. Hi. I'm usually over there, but I'm kind of awkward, and I don't like standing in front of people and talking. I don't know why that's different. So <laughs> I'm Janice. <laughs> um, I was raised in a loving Christian home um, similar to Mel. I went to a Christian Reformed church and attended a private Christian school. I would say that I was sheltered. While I knew all the classic Bible stories from Sunday school and other church programs, I never fully understood God's grace. It seemed to me that you needed to be good, to do good things, and to be a rule follower. Otherwise, you were not a Christian. So most of my childhood and adulthood, if I'm being honest, was spent trying to please people. God became more real to me when I was 16. I had a friend from grade 4 up to grade 10 who I spent a lot of time with. His name was Chuck. We had a puppy love relationship for most of my grade school years and remained friends after. He sat in front of me at church. We went to school and youth group together. He was a foster child, and he struggled a lot and would confide in me. When he was 15, Chuck took his life. My heart felt completely shattered, and I am shaking right now. I was broken, confused, and very angry with God. After a number of breakdowns, my parents had me do counseling with my pastor, who helped me work through my brokenness. I didn't want to live in anger and sadness. I wanted joy. I did my profession of faith that year, which is the Christian Reformed way of doing things, and chose to live for Christ. Steve and I started dating that year as well. There he is. <laughs> God knew we needed each other, even if it took a while for us to figure that out. Steve was by my side as we watched my dad's health deteriorate. Dad had battled cancer for eight years, and just so you understand, I was a daddy's girl. He shared my passion for music and was always supportive of me. Steve proposed to me at the age of 21, hoping that my dad would walk me down the aisle. Unfortunately, he passed away just three weeks before our wedding. Again, I was broken, but we went through with the wedding knowing that's what dad would have wanted. What could have been a really hard first year of marriage was actually quite beautiful. God knew I needed Steve to be with me as I mourned the loss of my dad. God has always provided. He has always been faithful, and he has blessed me beyond what I could have imagined. I'm here today because I want to share my faith. I was, I was baptized as an infant, but I would like to be baptized as an adult. When I did my profession of faith, I chose to live for Christ. Since then, I understand that Christ chose me first. Jesus says in John 15:16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. I'm here today because by God's grace, I'm chosen. I am loved. <laughs> Anyone with a verse or oh here we go. Hi. Okay. Hi Jan. <laughs> I actually forgot that this is a part of baptisms, like where people say stuff. So you're like let's just keep the bar low. 
Um, just want to say that you are loved. We all love you so much and um, that you've made a real difference in all of our lives. And just God has gifted you not only with singing ability that we all know, but your abilities go by far more than that. And that God just is glorified in all you do. I know that fear is a big thing for you, and I appreciate that you're doing this today. I appreciate the music that you bless us all with. I appreciate most of all and above that is that the fear of the Lord, your love of the Lord, is greater than your earthly fear, your natural fear. And I thank you because you are victorious as you overcome your fear. Thank you because we're all blessed by that. Hi, Janice. It's good to see you. And I just want to say thank you for your friendship. It means a lot to me. You're positive and joyful. And the Lord gave me these verses for you out of Zephaniah 3, verses 14 and 17. It says, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is mighty. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. So as you lead us in worship, he is singing over you. And we just give, you pra- give God praise for you in Jesus' name. Janice, um, I just wanted to say it's been so amazing raising our families together. I just remember the first day that you and Steve showed up here at church. There were not many young families here at the time. (laughs) There were not. So Dan and I were pretty desperate for people that were our age to be friends with. So we kind of beelined it for them. And I'm really glad we didn't scare you off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I just want to say it's so great to raise our kids together together. Yeah, I just really appreciate your friendship. I appreciate the step that you're taking. Sorry, my mask is... Um, Yeah, just the step that you're taking um, to just show our kids obedience to God. Um, And, yeah, that's so important for us to do as we raise our families together. And, yeah, just thank you for that example of, of obedience to him today. I was hoping for firsties, but this is okay, too. This is good. So, I said to Pastor Paul, it kind of looks like a repurposed uh, maple syrup evaporator. <laughs> he assured me it's not, uh, but the end result's going to be just as sweet. Um, it's a good one. Thanks. Uh, I'm really glad to be here today uh, to be watching you get baptized. Uh, you've been a spiritual rock in our household, and it's been awesome to see you from a young age. Uh, singing and playing in Maranatha Church to developing into the Jesus follower that you are today. You're an example to me in how you pursue God, and I hope that I can model that in my own personal walk with God. I am so happy about the passion you have for God. I can't wait to see what he has planned for you in the coming years. You're an amazing, talented, and blessed woman. I'd stand beside you in the tub, but I didn't bring any shorts. <laughs> it's a little small. I'm also really uh, pumped that our kids are here and they're able to see this and ask questions about it as well. So, love you. Janice, as I was going through some scripture last night to share, I came across Colossians 3, and it's all about putting on the new self, which I thought was very fitting today. So it says in Colossians 3, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And then further on it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And above all these things, put on love. 
which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that, those words reminded me so much of you and just how you seek God in all things. And because of that, you're such a light in this church to the women around you and just such an example. And your example today, as Barb and everybody has said, in going forth, being nervous and, and being fearful, but not allowing that to stop anything to show who you are and that you are a child of Christ and that you love him and that you are honoring him. And so I thank you for that example and I thank you for all that you do for everybody here but for the families and women at Lakeside as well. You are a light. Thank you. All right, Emmy. Hello, church family. For those who don't know me, my name is Emmy Lester. I'm married to Luke, and my children are Callie and Alice. I was born and raised in Halliburton County. My maiden name is Morrison, which means I'm related to so many people in this county. (laughs) I have three sisters, two older and one much younger. When I was seven, uh, my parents went through a messy divorce. From that point on, my father was largely absent from my life, and as time went on, um, his absence grew. My mom worked hard to provide for, at the time, myself and my two older sisters. Eventually, she, she met my stepdad, Brian, who was extremely kind and became a very strong father figure to me. Not long after, my younger half-sister was born when I was 12. I believe Brian believed in God of the Bible, and when he passed away from cancer when I was 20, I believe he went to be with Jesus. The rest of my family acknowledged that there probably was a God, but not necessarily the God of the Bible. My first time attending church was at Lakeside 20 years ago. I went on a date with Luke, and he asked me to go to church with him. I agreed, even though I thought that I would feel very out of place. But once I arrived at Lakeside, I felt welcomed. I had always believed God existed, but I had no idea about having a relationship with Jesus until I attended Lakeside. At the time, I was 17. While I wasn't really rebellious, I was stubborn and wanting to live my life my way on my terms. As my relationship with Luke grew, I continued to attend church every week. I learned about who God is, that he loved me in spite of my sin, and that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that those sins could be forgiven and ultimately so that I I could have a personal relationship with him. Six months after attending Lakeside, I gave my heart to the Lord. Right from the start, he had a hold of me and was not letting go, no matter how stubborn I was. I remember feeling like a weight was lifted and feeling a type of peace I'd never felt before, one that is hard to describe. I guess a big question would be, why have I waited so long to get baptized? And the answer is fear. Since giving my heart to Jesus, my journey hasn't been easy. There has been a lot of grief, and my grief is hard to talk about, especially in front of people, which made the idea of giving my testimony a challenge. Throughout my grief journey, I have felt anger, fear, hopelessness, complete emptiness, and numb. At times I felt miles away from God, but never so far that he couldn't reach me and bring me back. I just need to take a breath. (laughs) This part's hard to talk about. One part of my grief journey I will talk about that has really changed me is the birth of my daughter, Violet. 
A week before my due date, extremely rare complications occurred, and she went home to be with Jesus. Her loss broke my heart. I had been diagnosed with severe depression just before getting pregnant with her. So grieving her loss made things much more difficult. (laughs) To this day, I still struggle with losing her and with depression. But thanks to endless prayer from my family and my friends, I'm in a much better place. Instead of focusing on Violet's loss, I think about the good God has brought from her short life. And the time I will get to spend with her in heaven, and how much a gift that will be. Since asking Jesus to forgive my sin and live in my heart when I was 17, my walk with Jesus has impacted every corner of my life. It's changed my perspective of life and how I cope with hurts, disappointment, and loss. It's helped me see through the bad that comes in life to the good that God is doing, how God can use even bad situations, and bring good from them. Knowing that God never wastes a bad experience gives me hope that even though bad things happen, God is always there, ready to carry me through to the other side. But my life hasn't been all about tough situations. God has blessed me with so much. He's helped me work through and deal with past hurts in my family, He blessed me with a husband who always finds the good in every situation. He's blessed me with an extended family that loves me and truly cares about me. And of course, he's blessed me with two, the most amazing, kind, compassionate, funny, and loving little girls any person could ask for. He's protected me and my family from harm and blessed us with good jobs and a home. And he's continued to bless me through my church and church family here at Lakeside. The reason I have finally decided to get baptized today is because I've reached a place where I'm more comfortable talking about my life experiences, and I'm ready to take the next step of obedience I have so strongly felt God calling me to do for so many years. I'm getting baptized today as an outward expression of my trust and faith in Jesus as my Heavenly Father. I'm not the person I was before. I'm saved and I'm forgiven. All right, anybody with some words? Well, that wasn't easy to lift to. You did great, and I'm super proud of you. Last night uh, at 3 in the morning, I got up out of bed because I had thoughts in my head that I needed to get out, and this isn't going to be easier, easier either. Sorry. So I wrote this for you. One day Jesus and God were checking out earth, scanning the souls as they rested and worked. One in particular caught Jesus' eye, a young woman kneeling and starting to cry. Lord God, why me? I don't think I'll make it. I'm reaching out to you. Here's my hand. Please take it. I'm lost and I'm hurt and I don't understand. I see no logic in this. Is this really your plan? In her arms, her first daughter, quiet and still. Behind her, her husband, composed by sheer will. As God looked on, Jesus stood by his side. It's Emmy, he said, with pain in his eyes. 
I made her and love her, and I'll never let her go. I have so many plans for her she doesn't yet know. From down there, things seem so overwhelming, so I sent people who love her. They're already helping. Right now, though, as she reaches out for you, take her hand, pick her up, and carry her through. This one special, you see, my plan's just begun for a life filled with love and laughter and fun. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I love you. We are just so proud of you. And just, it's a privilege to be part of your family and to see how God has just just done amazing things in your life. You just, I'm so glad that you're an aunt to my children and not only my sister, but my friend. Emmy, you already answered all of this in what you said, but this is what was laid on my heart. In all things, seek first God's way, and as you do, you will grow in the fruit of his spirit. You will find confidence in his love, confidence in his plan for you, and you will know that he is for you, not against you in all things. Uh, This crying thing is so inconvenient for men. (laughs) Yeah. Emmy, uh, something that I've really made important in my prayer life since I was really young, since I was a teenager, is requesting and asking God, Thank you, Barb, for wisdom. So, make this brief. Uh, James 3 is my favorite book in the Bible, and here's the verses. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. And then down to verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. We love you, Em. God bless you. This crying thing, eh? Baptisms, man, these testimonies. I just wanted to say, Emmy, you were such an encouragement to us and to my family. My kids were so excited and were cheering when they heard you were getting baptized this morning. Um, And we have um, a long, many years of friendship from like our awkward high school dating years to marriages and having children and uh, walking beside you through some very difficult times and some very exciting times. It's been an honor. And so I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. It is so exciting to see you up here and taking this step of faith. Um, You really are such a sweet, quiet, determined, but incredible human being. And so I'm so thankful to have you as a friend. Um, The verse um, that has been on my heart lately that I wanted to share with you is from Matthew 6.33, which is, Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So keep living for him each day. As you were sharing, Emmy, I just got these verses come to mind, and it's out of Psalm 34. First, I want to thank you for sharing. It took a lot of guts to say what you said, and we just give God the glory for what he's done and what he's brought you through. And so it says, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my prayers. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Okay. Oh, one more. Okay, last one. Um, I'm so proud of you today. When I heard yesterday that you were getting baptized, I was like, okay, we're canceling Sunday school because I have to be here, and I think it's so important for our children and our youth to see um, people making that decision, and I know we've talked about it in the past, and I know it's been a journey. Um, 
one verse that really just stood out to me was Romans 5, 3 to 5. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And have knowing you since we were kids and through high school as well. I've just seen your faith grow and even in your suffering, um, your faith has come alive and shines so brightly out of you and that just warms my heart to see um, knowing that your faith is real and that you're living that out for your kids because this world is full of suffering um, for all of us and um, there's going to be times in your kids' lives where they go through hard things, and your your example of faith and trust, um, even in the midst of that, is going to be a huge testimony to them. And one day, hopefully, they'll be on the stage sharing how that's been a part of their story. So thanks for having courage today. All right. So you two need to go get ready. And while you're doing that, Mel can come up. It's warm. I came here last night, put the heater on just for you. So yes, you can hold my hand if it helps. This is the latest in baptism technology. You step down there. Is it warm enough? Yeah, it's good. So, the reason we baptize and we have this symbol is that uh, Christ died for us. And in immersion baptism we have the symbol of going down into the grave and coming back up into new life. And the old is gone and the new has come. So I have to ask you, as your pastor and as your friend, have you trusted in Jesus Christ for his righteousness and for your salvation? Yes. All right. Then you can plug your nose with one hand if you like, and I'll hold this. You just sit down. We'll start with sitting. It's so easy. <laughs> and then you're just going to lay down, but I'll do it for you. So, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. Janice is here already. Excellent. Speedy. Speedy. Come on in. You can hold my hand if it helps. There you go. So you stand there, and then you can sit down. Okay. Makes it really easy. There we go. So, as your pastor and as your friend, I just have to ask you, have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for your righteousness and for his salvation, and you make him Lord of your life? All right, absolutely. I like that answer. And so you can plug your nose and then just sort of put that hand on there. And then I'll lay you down and it'll be good. So in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. check for the towel. One more coming. I was too efficient, yeah, sorry. I had this all planned another way. the first to do John the Baptist? Well, I mean, in New Testament baptism, I guess it was Peter. I don't know. 
I mean, John, the baptism of John was different than the baptism of the apostles. So now you're just testing my knowledge. Is that a trick question? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, I didn't plan for this. But that's okay. We can edit this out in post. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, just come on up here. Actually, I'll take your towel a little closer, then I can hand it to you. It's been a while since I did this, so I'm learning as I go. There you go. So you step down at the end, and then you can actually just sit down. Yep, that gets you all ready. There we go. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question first. As your pastor and as your friend... Do you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for his righteousness and for the salvation of sins, and have you made him Lord of your life? Then I get to baptize you as your friend and as your pastor. And so now you can plug your nose. Put that hand there. And I do baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Fantastic. I need a towel. <laughs> just for my arm. That's okay. I'll just let it drip. This is amazing technology. See, I get to stay dry while they do that. I love it. I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, I need one of those. So much nicer. So that was great. Thank you, everybody, for your participation. It is such a vulnerable time for people to be able to come and share. I mean, we share our story. We share our testimony with friends over a coffee, whatever. But to make it so official and to share the most important parts of your testimony and the hardest parts of your life, it's very vulnerable because that's when God comes to us. He comes to us at our vulnerable time. And so it's hard to share that. So thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for those words. Um, so just in conclusion, um, obviously a big part of baptism services is it puts in people's minds, hey, what are they doing, and do I need to do this? And so if you are a believer here today and you've never been baptized, this is something that I would encourage you to look into. It is a command that Jesus has given us to be baptized, and there is a reason for that. Uh, there are many reasons I could go into, but for time I won't. Um, but it is encouragement to the community. It is a sign that you are chosen. There is grace imparted to you. These women will be able to look back on this day. Um, and the Holy Spirit will in, uh, just firm up the relationship that they have with Jesus Christ through this sign and through this grace. Uh, I mentioned how it's a representation of the death and resurrection of Christ in our own life and how we put on the new life. And uh, that's why we baptize the way we do. And uh, so Acts 2.41 says... As I mentioned before, after Peter spoke that first sermon after Pentecost, he said, it says that those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. So can you imagine that? We just did three. Can you imagine 3,000 baptisms? I'm hoping Peter had some help. Um, I'm sure they all happened at roughly the same time. But you're added to something. You join something in a very significant way with baptism. And so... It's those who received his word were baptized. And so you can ask yourself, have you heard the word of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he has done everything for us on the cross, and that it is a free gift of salvation and new righteousness in Christ, a righteousness that we can't have our own. And so you've heard that gospel message. Have you received that word for yourself? Then you can be baptized. And then Acts 8.12 says, But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So have you received the word and then have you believed the good news that, that Jesus has broken the power of sin and death and that he has done voluntarily out of love 
everything that needs to be done. And then there's nothing you need to do to earn salvation but to believe and trust that it's done for you. If you believe that, then you can be baptized. Or Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Do you want to put on Christ in a new way? Sometimes we go through our Christian life for years and years and years and we never really feel the regeneration. We don't feel the newness. We don't feel we're putting on Christ. We don't have new habits and new ways of speaking. And we talk to ourselves day after day, week after week. I don't want to be that person. I want to be someone new. Why am I still trapped and chained to the old person that I was? Well, Galatians says, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. In baptism, there's a special means of grace by which we put on Christ in a new way. And we leave the old behind to become clothed as a new creation that will sometime be fulfilled when we meet him face to face in perfection. Romans 6, 3 to 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him in baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So do you want to participate in the death and resurrection of Christ so that you can walk in newness of life? Baptism is more than just a symbol. Just as I said earlier, just as communion is more than just a meal. There is a special grace that's imparted to the believer who can look on their baptism as the sign of the condition of their conscience towards God on that day. Peter, who said we are a peculiar people, he also says that baptism is our salvation, not by the removal of dirt from the body, not as a physical thing, baptism doesn't save you, but Peter goes on to say, but as a sign of a good conscience towards God. On that day, you knew your heart was set on God and trusted in him as your Savior. And if you come and be baptized, then you testify to that desire, that condition of your heart, that you trust in God and trust in what Christ has done on the cross to put to death the old flesh and come alive in the new. So think on that. Think on that, those that are watching online. Think what you've heard of the gospel what you've heard of the word, what you've seen in Jesus Christ, and whether you want to take that step of obedience and baptism. We can do this every week if you want to. We'll figure out a way. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we get to celebrate this together as a family, that as a church we're encouraged by this. And Lord, just as we sing this one last song on our way out, Lord, that we would sing out with such joy and such praise and such happiness at the righteousness that is ours to be able to put on the clothing of Christ and that when you look down, you see Christ. You don't see our sin. You see Christ's righteousness and that he has taken our sin and he has put it as far as the east is from the west so that we never have to worry about its consequences again in terms of our salvation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.